Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Hi, this is Wayne Randazzo from the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame, and you're on the road with Dane on WGN. Come on and fly with me. Let's fly, let's fly away. It's 720 WGN on the road with Dane live here, high atop Chicago in the Skyline Studio, and on the line with us now on an occasion that allows us to embrace our great Italian-American community here in Chicago and recognize one of the great personalities, well, a lot of great personalities, but one of the great personalities in particular of racing and also is so closely tied to his Italian heritage as well, Mario Andretti, getting the Lifetime Achievement Award from the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. Alexis DeGioia also going in, another racing person, so Racing Central, so we'll switch from racing to baseball as we talk to one of the voices of of the New York Mets and a guy behind so much of everything that happens there at the Hall of Fame. Wayne Randazzo, welcome to WGN. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's great to it's great to have you in. And whenever you can kind of be this beacon, this kind of like a bat signal for really cool stuff, we're excited to talk about it. The Hall of Fame, I'm familiar with it. You know, it's been around in Chicago for a long time. George Randazzo was the founder of it and uh, and been a part of so much of the excitement that's happened here. But this is really big because the event that's happening tonight in Rosemont, the gala there, recognizing great excellence and great personalities, great Italian American heritage, but um, but. Mario Andretti, right? The first Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, it's going to be great. I mean, you're kind of doubling back in, in some ways to the great history of the Hall of Fame. And, and Mario Andretti was really one of the first inductees when it opened up to become a sports Hall of Fame. When George started it, it was just a boxing Hall of Fame uh, to honor all of his boxing heroes when he was a kid. Guys like Rocky Marciano, and Rocky Graziano, and Willie Pep, and all these great Italian-American boxers of the past. And then Joe DiMaggio became the first uh, all-sports inductee, and, and soon after that, Mario Andretti was inducted, and he stayed close to the Hall of Fame uh, when they had the building on Taylor Street. You know, his one of his race cars hung uh, from the ceiling inside the yeah. exhibits, and uh, you know, Mario's been uh, somebody. You know, Michael too. All you know, really a lot of the Andretti family. <laughs> There's been a few different Andrettis inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But, uh, of course, Mario is the patriarch of all that, and we're excited to give him this Lifetime Achievement Award for everything he's done, not only for his sport, but for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and he is one of those people that kind of really walks that walk, you know, as as proud an American as you can get, an all-American guy, and achieve so much success here in America and around the world, really, on uh, on the racetrack, but also so tied and supportive and a great ambassador for his Italian roots as well. So if you can talk a little bit about it, you brought up George, the founder, and so much success, and, and as kind of the, the world of sports and in, in an Italian sense is kind of converging on Chicago. Chicago. Give a little brief history for the listeners not aware of what we have here in Chicago with the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a really neat place. You know, George started this in 1977, and uh, you know, he passed away, sadly, in July. This is actually the first induction ceremony we've done without him. So it'll be a little bit of a different atmosphere, and you know, we'll certainly miss George a lot. This is his baby. This was his passion, and he turned it into a passion for a lot of people, you know, me included. He, uh, you know, someone who's uh, much younger and, and, and was just coming up in the sports world. You know, this was something that was exciting to me because of all the memorabilia that he had. You know, yeah. He had Rocky Marciano's championship belt. He had all of the medals that Matt Biondi won in the Olympics many years ago. He 
got all this stuff from Brian Boitano and Joe Montana and Mike Piazza and all these different sports figures that have passed through. I remember when the when the exhibits were up that he had a robe from the Macho Man Randy Savage that seemed to get a lot of gawkers. You know, it was really multifaceted, and, and it wasn't just baseball, football, basketball. It was it was all kinds of different sports. We have a fencer in the Hall of Fame. What? Um, you know, there's there's so many different types of people that are in, and I, I think that's what makes it so special is that, you know, there wasn't any limits as far as men, women, extreme sports, sports you've never heard of, sports that maybe have gone out of style. Um, you know, those those people are all involved in the, in the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. It's a great place. When you get the next incarnation on the physical brick-and-mortar side of it, those wings, the sports you've never heard of and the sports that are out of style, those will be smaller wings, I'm sure. How Because it's been such a great kind of beacon, and, and you have drawn not only, of course, you know, personalities like Mario, who's as big as they get, but Joe DiMaggio came out you know, for his induction as well. And like, talk a little bit about that. Was it the kind of thing where it started with boxing and then other people came out of the woodwork? Was it fans that said, hey, you need to recognize this person or that sport, or did the um, did those sports icons themselves say, "Hey, let's get in on this"? Well, I think it, at some point George realized there was kind of a, a limit to just honoring boxers. That you know, really, it, it should be everybody. And there were so many people to choose from that at the time he had a lot of support in the community. You know, he was working initially started working out of an office in Elwood Park to have this thing rolling, and then they got the building in Arlington Heights which was up for a long time before they moved it down to Taylor Street. But, you know, essentially, there were only so many boxers of Italian-American heritage that that they could have honored. And after the first couple of years, it was a big success. They got a lot of involvement. And then as it expanded after that, you know, it was just this this cornucopia of of athletes that they could honor. So, um, you know, it was really just across the board. There was so much interest in it from the community from the athletes themselves, there was such a rich history, and so many people wanted to honor their heritage that there was you know eight to ten people going in every year at the very beginning. Jimmy Carter, while he was actually sitting as U.S. president, came to one of the events, I believe, what? around 1979 or 1980. So there, at the very beginning, there was just so much interest in it, and you know these guys who were of, of the previous generations were so excited. To honor their heritage, you know, some of them were, of course, first-generation Italian Americans. Not too many of those left at this point, but you know, some of those guys were were of the first generation even come here from from Italy. So, you know, it was it was it was a really fun thing at that time. And as it has expanded, you know, George has had done a lot for for scholarships for disabled athletes for for people that you know needed help in the communities. You know, he was always thinking about outreach. And, you know, they've, they've awarded so much money in scholarships over the years. Uh, you know, Susan Notarangelo was, was extremely important as far as getting all that together. And, you know, there's, there's just been so many different ways that the Hall of Fame has survived and thrived over the years. Is it the kind of thing that people do? Because 
I think Italian Americans are so prominent and and so successful in kind of all walks of of sports that people are like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Or is it? Are some people kind of surprised about it? And maybe are some inductees sort of like Randy Macho Man Savage based on his vocation? I'm not sure that Savage is his real surname, <laughs> surname, but I wasn't aware. And uh, and then Jimmy Carter to have him recognize it is he secretly Italian? Do we know that, Wayne? <laughs> no, he he's not. There have been some non-Italians that were heavily involved. Jack Brickhouse used to be heavily involved. Yeah, uh, he actually emceed some of the dinners uh, over the years too. He was, you know, of course, the, did everything in Chicago sports broadcasting. So why wouldn't he do that? You know, Randy Savage was born Randy Papo in Downers Grove. Actually, he was, nice. he was from the Chicago area. So you know, there were there were a lot of people that got involved not even because of, of being Italian, just because the, of how passionate George was about the project. Yeah. Do something within the community. So, you know, all the inductees are still Italian. There, You know, there are some people that are in or that have been honored. Uh, John Smoltz is in. He's not exactly a guy who has an Italian last name, but his mom is Italian. Paul Canerco has been honored in the past. Another guy without an Italian last name, but uh, who's got an Italian mother. So, um, you know, there's some people in it that, May not sound like they have Italian names, but but are and uh, you know continues to uh, be a, a great event. This will be a great event tonight. As you guys and and of course the board of directors and kind of that nominated committee decide who to who to bring in in the beginning. As you mentioned, you know there were so many people who deserved that recognition that there were a lot of people in there. And then I think now probably you're looking for ways to to kind of share, broaden, diversify, and kind of showcase kind of the range of people of Italian American descent that have achieved in sports and so. Alexis DeJoria, she's another one, just like Mario has been an often time guest on the program. And uh, so, and she's, you know, obviously a lady in a sport that is dominated, at least for the most part, drag racing by men. And so what was the thought process of bringing her in? I mean, she's a, she's a great example. She's achieved some great things and, and in kind of a sport that isn't necessarily thought as a girl sport. Yeah, right. And, you know, I think that's a lot of it, that she's an extremely successful woman in, in a sport that doesn't exactly... Uh, stick out as being open to to females being involved, and on top of that, you know she's won just about every class that she could possibly win. She's won just about every tournament. She, I mean, she's been dominant. Uh, on top of the fact that that she's a, a woman who's accomplished great things, so she was kind of a no brainer when, when when we looked at it at the end of the day, and, and she was interested in coming. And uh, she's a she's a wonderful fit right up there with. Diana Taurasi and Jennifer Capriotti and, uh, you know, Mary Lou Retton, all the previous women that we've inducted. And last year's inductee, Gina Carano, who was a great MMA fighter. Her father, Glenn Carano, was Roger Staubach's backup quarterback for many years with Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, Gina said last year she would like for her and her dad to be the first father-daughter combination in the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. So her wish was was our command, and and George made it happen, and we got uh, Glenn Carano to be inducted this year. So uh, when Glenn goes in, he and Gina will be the first father-daughter to be put in the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame. Wow, the the names are great. The the names are iconic. The stories are 
endless. So so let's talk a little bit about, for those people going to be there tonight out in Rosemont, they know what they're getting into. We'll have links as well. But for those people, I don't know if it's an, an opportunity to for people last minute to show up. I know you've got to be you know properly attired and all that. But if there's information about that, plus we're going to want to get the website before we let you go as well. But for those people that were familiar with, with the facility on Taylor Street and all the things that it was, you know, a great kind of temple uh, to honor those things with lots to see on the museum side. As you guys transition into that next kind of phase for the Hall of Fame, how can people get involved? How can they support it? How, what can they do? Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, call the Hall of Fame. 312-226-5566 is the number. Uh, you know, ask for Shannon or, or Ashley, who've done a great job putting this dinner together. The, the website is N-I-A-S-H-F, National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame, just you know, the acronym of that, N-I-A-S-H-F dot org. And, you know, try to get involved. You know, certainly uh, George was the one who made all the calls and, and tried to get people to come and, and donate and fundraisers and all that. George, you know, he probably made a thousand phone calls a day uh, when he was running it. And, and he, you know, it was really his baby and, and something he was passionate about. So the rest of us are, are trying to uh, fill that void right now and, trying to pick up where, where he left off. Uh, unfortunately, it's, it's extremely difficult to do. Uh, nobody knows how he did it, but, um, <laughs> you know, even with the dozens of people now trying to take the role that he had, yeah. um, you know, which it's not quite as simple as he made it look. But, uh, you know, the Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame is going to keep going, and that's, that's, that's the biggest thing is that we're going to take George's passion and, and continue uh, to build on it and and create the legacy that he deserves. Yep, he was he was a, a force of nature, and as much as people can look at it and say, "Hey, it's a no brainer." I mean, it's a testament, I think, to the to to what one person can do when they're passionate about it, committed to it, and out there like George was. And and you guys will pick it up, and I know it'll get exactly where it needs to be. And uh, and he'll be looking down and excited about all that progress and success as the as the hall moves forward. We'll have links up at wgnradio.com uh, as well. Excited to see everybody that's out there, everybody that's been involved, yourself, of course, and those inductees for this year's Hall of Fame. Thanks, Wayne. Thanks uh, for everything you're doing. Uh, hopefully, the Cubs. I guess we'll come back and um, do better, right? And, <laughs> and they, they, yeah, they, they have uh, they have some work to do. No, no question about it. But I'm sure they're they're thrilled to have David Ross uh, leading the way. And and we'll see. You know, they still got a lot of talent there. They do. But think about this. Now, this is totally you know as an aside. So, David Ross, if you're David Ross, you you have it made, right? You're already a 100 percent positive personality. You could be doing car dealer ads for the rest of your life. But you get in there and you get off to like I don't know, like a two and ten start this next year. It could all go south. You could, yeah. I mean, there's there is that risk, and well, I still think that you know, at the end of the day, he'll still be part of that group that won the World Series for them, and he had a big role in it. I don't think it's going to affect too much of that any any more than it, it would as for Bryant to not be the type of player he was when he won the MVP yeah. three years ago. You know, some of those guys just by, by the sheer force of how their careers have gone have not had the same. Uh, lift on you know Dexter Fowler's a cardinal now. There's 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 different things that happen as as the as you move away from 2016. But uh, it's it's still a good group and they they need to be able to add to it. Certainly their pitching needs a lot of help. They they could use uh, a couple relievers, but you know who can't really? You know, bullpen struggled badly in in 2019 as it is. So 
Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see as that as that window closes. We'll see how it all shakes out. Wayne Randazzo, the uh, one of the voices of the New York Mets, and we'll see you out at the Hall of Fame tonight. Thanks again, and uh, thanks for jumping on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Dan.